Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Hey friends, another podcast week. Um, This is one of my favorite places to be, is with you all. And I feel like the podcast is getting better and better. And our guests are getting just more and more interesting and diverse. And I don't exactly know where all this is going, but I'm pretty excited about all of it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Um, Our listenership is going up and it just... I I mean, nothing makes me happier than knowing that all of these options and all of these conversations are getting into the hands of people who need to hear them. So this week is a little bit um, different. I had a woman by the name of Latoya Matthews reach out to me through Instagram and she said, hey, I think we do similar work. Want to chat? And I was like, yes. Do you want to record it as a podcast? (laughs) Sometimes those introduction conversations with people are so fun and interesting that I thought, why don't we just record our introduction conversation? And if it's interesting for people, um, which of course it's going to be because we're going to have an amazing conversation, we can share it in the podcast. And so that was how this week's podcast evolved. Um, it's really just a recording of our raw conversation that um, may be really special for some of you. The coaching work I do is definitely not faith-based. I'm a very spiritual person. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that to be true. Um, I have a lot of beliefs about the universe and energies far beyond our humanness, but I don't necessarily ascribe to any particular um organized religion. And so the coaching work I do is not centered in any faith. Um, And LaToya's work is, it is faith faith centered. And um, she does have some different beliefs about abortion than I do. And I think she's a great resource for anyone who's really looking for specific faith-based Um, support. And you'll hear some of the differences in our conversation about how we approach abortion. But more importantly than that, you'll hear all the similarities. (laughs) So I love that. Um, We do have this one really big difference and some of our beliefs about abortion are very different, but many of them are very much the same. And she's just a beautiful light-driven soul and I'm really excited for you to hear what she has to add to the conversation. I loved getting your message. Um, yeah, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, Hardeen Mercier, she uh, was like, hey, there's this um, young lady that I want to introduce you to. She was like, I'm, I'm going to send you her Instagram page. She was like, yeah. I think you two would be perfect, you know, for each other. Um, so she sent me your profile and that's when I reached out um, via the DM because I was like okay um, seems like we have kind of like the same message you know to help women um, post-abortion so I was like I'm just gonna reach out see what she says and here we are a day later I love it so good 
how long have you been doing this work? Like, tell me your story. How, like, how'd you get into this? And so in 2003, I had my, um, I had my abortion at 18. Okay. And so, but it wasn't until 2017, 2018, when God was just really like, I need you to tell your story you know, start telling your story so that you can help other women wow. who felt the same way that you felt. And so um, I, I just I just picked the title uh, because I, inner healing does go with, with post-abortion because I feel wow. like the inner work has to be done in order for you to really get the peace and the healing that you need or what you want. Yeah. That's so amazing. I, Yes, so I started the process last year, but I fully stepped into it this year. That's fantastic. I love it. So when you say you started the process, did you just start sharing your story in like, you know, people's blogs or whatever that shared stories? Or did you start, like, I I just followed your Instagram today. So I don't, (laughs) have you been talking about fortune in social media? Or did you just start like kind of researching and... No, I started sharing my story on my platform, um, yeah. both Instagram and Facebook. So I just started sharing my story. But I, this conference that I attended last year um, called Confidence Activated, I got up and shared um, my story with it. And there were some women afterwards that was just like, thank you so much for sharing the story. You know, do you offer services for this? So... <laughs> So, um, I really just started sharing my story this year. I started being on podcasts and sharing my story even more, but I also created a program called beauty for ashes. It's a six week group coaching program that we walk through beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes. Nice. Nice. Oh my gosh. You're going to have to send me all your links to all your stuff. I will. <laughs> I, I will. So it's a program and like podcasts you've been on and I want to hear all the things. Yes, ma'am. We'll do. I will send you that. And so uh, it's a six week group coaching program because yeah. I believe in, I believe in community because we need to know that we're not alone yes. in this and there's other women who can support you and get that sisterhood and know exactly what you're feeling and that you can lean on in a time of need. And I also believe in self-reflection, being able to hear someone else's story and see yourself there and be like, oh my gosh, that is so me, you know, and just be able to see yourself, you know, within the same situation. Yeah. Amazing. So do you, op- how do you run it? Like, is it open all the time and you just add people to groups or do you launch it every once in a while and open the doors? Like, how do you do that? I launch it every now and then. Um, since it's six weeks, I I'm only I only take seven to ten women because mm-hmm. I I want it intimate. Yeah. Um, something small so that we can really hear you know the stories and be able to do the necessary work um, that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but after the six weeks, I wait like a couple of weeks, several weeks, and then I launch it again for another yeah. seven to ten women. That's fantastic. I love it. And yep. you have like, how did you land in coaching? Like, cause I, your Instagram 
like identifies you as a coach, right? Versus a counselor or mm -hmm. a therapist or a like, right. how did you land there? What, what brought you to that title? Well, coaching, of course, it gets you like from point A to point B. I'm kind of guiding you through that. And so I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist, mm -hmm. but I've had life experience. So yeah. I know from the school yeah. of life how to get through it and navigate it. And just hearing, you know, the testimonies from the program already, I know that it's something that does work. So just the coaching part, I'm an empowering person. Like I love empowering women. So what other way than to coach you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I played sports. So I saw the effects of what good coaching had on me through playing mm -hmm. sports. So that's awesome. I can't believe her Dean didn't connect us sooner than now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I think she just thought, thought about it because we were talking and then she was like, oh, I got the perfect person for you. Right. So I'm glad that she did. You know, timing yeah. is always on time. It's timing is perfect. That's fantastic. So I'm going to go check out all your stuff, but like, what do you feel like is your like one thing that you teach women um, like you're almost like your tagline or like your, you know, if somebody asked you to say what you do for these women in one sentence, what would it be? I help women post-abortion break the cycles of self-sabotage so that they can step into their God-given identities. Oh, <laughs> so good. I love yes, it. Yes, because ultimately it's, it's all about getting back to who you truly are, you know? Yeah. And yeah breaking the emotional mm -hmm. the emotional strain and those emotional um chains that have held you for however x amount of times or years or days or months yeah yeah do you find that there's a particular population of women that you attract like younger women women who've already had kids um religious women women who are in professional careers like do you have any sort of niche like that you work with? Right now, it is, I know for sure, it's women of faith, but it's mm -hmm. also women who have had children as well. They have children. Mm -hmm. um, and they range from about 25 to 44. Mm -hmm. So definitely because I am a mother as well. So um, that seems right now to be the audience that, I'm attracting women of faith who have children. Yeah. Were you a mother before you had your abortion? I know you were 18, but I don't know. So what can, do you mind sharing your story a little bit? What was that like to become a mother and reflect mm. on your abortion? It was hard because in 2006, I found myself pregnant again. And I remember being at work talking to my friend in the break room mm -hmm. and I told her I don't know how I'm going to take care of one when I've given up another mm -hmm. and so it was very hard to kind of give her something that I did not have mm -hmm. because I felt so guilty for making that decision and now I have one that I chose that I chose to accept yes. and so I can even remember after I had my daughter, my mom was here 
helping me and my husband went out of town because we're originally from Mississippi and he went to Mississippi and at the time my mind she I was holding her and she would she wouldn't stop crying Mm. and my mom got her and she immediately stopped crying so Mm. I ran to the car boohooing crying called my husband Mm -hmm. and I remember telling him she doesn't love me Mm. oh I have chills and now that I think about it you know it could have been the hormones the postpartum you know talking but in my mind it was she knows like this kid who doesn't even know life yet right Mm -hmm. but she doesn't love me and that was my thought because I couldn't get her to stop crying I couldn't get her calm but Mm -hmm. my mom could yeah how old were you at this point I was 21 so just a few years later Mm -hmm. 22 22 when I had her I was 21 when I got pregnant but 22 Mm -hmm. when I had her yeah I feel like I always get chills when there's like some moment of truth I feel like that the truth is most certainly not that she didn't love you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The truth is that that was just like a pivotal turning point for you. Mm -hmm. Am I I right? Or am I totally off? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still had some time to go. It wasn't until about 2012 because I was still feeling off a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, even as she grew but it wasn't until about 2012, 2013, when my pastor introduced us to a book called um, The True Measure of a Woman by Lisa Bevere. And we began reading that book and it was two questions that really got me to start my healing journey and to know that, Mm -hmm. hey, I need help here. And the first question was, what is it that you have in your closet that you need to clean out? Wow. And that question was almost as if God was telling me, it's time for you to heal from that stained piece called abortion. Mm -hmm. And the second question was, what do you have to offer to someone else? And because of my shame and guilt, I cried. I sat on my Mm -hmm. bed in my master bedroom and I cried because I said, I don't have anything to offer anyone. Wow because of the decision that I had made how could God use me for anything like I'm just such this bad person but I don't have anything to offer to anyone isn't it amazing how deeply ingrained that message was in you and I get the sense that now you know that's very much not not (laughs) true (laughs) but it's so incredible just like you know, I've heard women say that so many times, some version of that. And it feels mm-hmm. so true in that moment. Like it feels so true. Yes, it does. And it's not. <laughs> like, what do you think led you to believing that so strongly? Well, I think when you're in that state and you're in constant isolation and you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable with somebody, you begin to believe that and you Mm -hmm. don't allow yourself permission to believe anything else. Right, right. But it took my pastor once we met again to talk about that book and I told her everything um, because from the moment that I had my abortion in 2003 up until the time that I read this book, 
I always had this pain in the lower part of my stomach as if Mm. it was a reminder to me of what I had done. And so my pastor, I told her that every night from 2003 up until that time, I prayed every night for God to forgive me. And she said, when you prayed the first time, the very first time you prayed, God oh, forgave again. you. <laughs> <laughs> when you prayed the very first time, God heard you and he forgave you. And immediately, it was like the very words that I needed to hear. And from that moment that I said that, and she said that to me, I never felt that pain again. Mm, wow. So it was like the forgiveness that I needed to receive for myself as well as for um, knowing that he had already forgave me the first time yeah and so that was like a big moment for me and I think it took and not I think but I know it took someone that was loving and caring to give me that message so that I could receive it you know like another mother figure because like you said I couldn't receive it at the time with by myself because I only received what lies were being told but I was able to receive it because it was somebody who truly and genuinely cared for me and Mm -hmm. knew that that was what I needed yeah yeah okay so I feel this was not what you messaged me for I feel like now I'm just like interviewing about your history (laughs) I'm so curious. Um, I'll give you plenty of time to ask me questions. Um, okay, so my question is, um, when you say women of faith, are you referring to Christian religion or a different kind of religion? Um, I'm, I'm Christian, so okay. it's Christian women that are attracted. Awesome. So my next question is, I'm not a Christian woman, but like that's just not how I identify, although I'm definitely a spiritual woman. Mm-hmm. So when my question is, um, is God forgiving you because you've now asked and, you know, made that connection or was there never anything to forgive in the first place? You just needed to have that exchange to feel the relief. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the Christian faith is sin you're you're asking for forgiveness for a sin that you've mm-hmm. committed, right? Some yeah. for doing something wrong. And so I do believe when I asked for forgiveness, he said, you know, you meant it. So I'm forgiving you because he's a loving God and he forgave me and I received it. You know, I always put it as if um you know, just like on your birthday when you're given a gift, you don't know what's inside of it until you open Mm -hmm. it and receive it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like the gift that I needed, but I opened it this time and I received it. And I know that it was, he had forgiven me for what I had done. Okay. Thank you for explaining. It was just like a reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, the, you don't have to answer anything I ask you, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Yes. And we definitely don't have to share this recording. It's just hit record in case it was a fascinating right. conversation, which it so far is a very fascinating <laughs> conversation. Um, so I'm curious then, let's say, do you, how many children do you have now? I have one. 
You have one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how old is she now? She's 13. Oh my goodness. I have a 13 year old too. Oh my gosh. Quite an age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So my question is, if in the Christian faith, abortion is considered a sin, if you were to get pregnant again, and for some reason, feel that similar need for that procedure, maybe it's a medical reason or a emotional reason or like, whatever, we don't know, right? Right. We know that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it still that you're committing a sin and then asking for forgiveness afterwards? Or like, how does that work? Like, how does that well, in Christian faith, a sin is a sin. Like, there is not one sin greater than the other. If you lie, that's a sin. You cheat, okay. that's a sin. Murder, it's a sin. This is all a sin. And mm -hmm. there's not one greater than the other. But okay. I also told myself that I knew where I was in that place. So I make sure that I try to not put myself in that same position to do the same thing again because even when I got pregnant with her I knew I told myself you know I'm not doing that again mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but the circumstances could be different if there's a medical reason involved you know but I have to stand on my relationship and work out my own salvation with mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. so for me I know it's not another choice that I would choose but if medical reasons, you know, were to come, I or probably like an would. assault or like, mm -hmm. or what if I came to you, right? So I had my abortion at 37. Um, is that true? 37, <laughs> 38, something like that. I don't even know. Anyway. Um, and I had three kids and I had no, like, it was a lifestyle choice for me. I was just like, so done. Mm -hmm. It's like, I cannot do this again, you know, call it God, spirit, universe. But I was like, I help me. I can't do this again. And that was how yes. I found the strength to choose abortion. Um, but if I came to you pregnant in your, um, like in your belief system, would you say like, you can't choose abortion. It's a sin. Or would you say you can choose abortion, but it know that it's a sin and you can work through that after. Like, how does that work? Like, I'm literally just curious. <laughs> yeah, well, I am a firm believer of, I can give you my opinion, mm -hmm. but you're still going to make the decision that you make. Yeah. You know, just like with our kids, I can tell you not to touch the stove. If you touch the stove, then that's on you, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I am a firm believer of, you know, do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But I also am going to still be here for you if you need me. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, my platform is to make sure that you're healthy, that you're whole, and that you're healed. Mm. Healthy, whole, and healed. Oh. Yes. So yeah. I, am, I am pro you. I'm all about you. Mm -hmm. Getting you mm -hmm. back to that place yeah. you know, of wholeness. And it's not, I can give you truth, but it's also not my job to push on you what I believe. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm just like, I'm just curious, like the difference between 
you know, a woman like myself coming to me and a woman mm -hmm. like myself coming to you. And in your belief system, it is a sin, but you're still, you still have agency over your choice. Right. In my belief system, it's not a sin and you still have agency over your choice. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where, like, I was just trying to understand that difference. Right. But I still have to come with you, come to you with compassion. Like is again, it's right. not my job it's to judge so you. To me. It, yes, it's not, it's not my job to judge you, yeah. but I can just, you know, give again, give my aspect of it, whether yeah. you choose it or not. Yeah, is it doesn't make or break the connection that we have. Yeah, because I learned a long time ago that mature love is still loving you regardless of what you believe. Mm-hmm even if it's different from what I believe I may not agree with what you do but I'm still gonna love you regardless yeah I genuinely feel that from you like I genuinely feel that is true and some people say that but you don't like feel it mm -hmm. <laughs> like I really genuinely believe that and admire that in you like it Thank is you. it's difference for sure in how we would approach that conversation but I think it's a really important difference. And this is why, like, I, um, Latoya was telling me today that she posted, for anyone listening, if we do share this, um, I had posted on Instagram and said, like, oh, my gosh, I was so excited. When I got your message, I was like, yay, another voice <laughs> in the arena. Like, yes. Because there are people who need to hear exactly what you're saying. And there are people who need to hear exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. and, what we need is more voices for people to choose from. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so whatever side was, of the place we come from, whatever side yeah. of the earth, right? I was so excited to get your message. I'm like, yay, another abortion <laughs> coach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. I was so excited when her dean introduced us because I was like, you know, just like you said that we're, there's no competition. We're just in the field of helping women however we can like you said if your voice is the voice that she needs then that's great you know if my voice is the one that she needs that's also great yeah you know there has to be people in place to help every aspect of it well I'm super excited because I feel like I can definitely support women of Christian faith but I can't I don't like obviously I'm asking you questions because I don't mm -hmm. understand it like I literally yes. don't understand it so I might not be the best fit for someone mm -hmm. who has a strong Christian faith right. um, and so I love when there's when I know people I can say I know your girl like I know exactly yeah. the program <laughs> you need to go to yes and it's I perfect. and I absolutely believe that too because I even I actually had one client and her oh she's she, pretty much like you spiritual yeah like she does her chakras and she has her um i forgot the other word that she said but she was spiritual as well um but i think also she has she does christian scriptures as well okay so it was like a, a mist of both but I believe I was effective in giving her what she needed because she um, said it really helped her. And yeah. so, you know, it's just really, like you said, we have to meet people where they are. Yeah, yeah.
And that's the, that's the whole point of coaching. Your voice is breaking up. Yeah. I can't really hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just keeps breaking up and pausing, so I'm not sure. I know. I was looking at that as well. I was like, oh, look, she's frozen right now. <laughs> oh, funny. Mine is hardwired. My computer's hardwired right now. Well, but I'm on my phone, so that could be a situation. Um, yeah. Well, because let's my keep going. Okay. If it feels like I'm interrupting you or something, it's probably because I couldn't Frozen. hear you. Yeah, there's just like yeah. a weird, it, it was fine for a long time and then it started getting funny again. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to look through all your stuff. Um, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> like, I, so I how long have you reached been out? Like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say X. Um, how long have you been a coach? Um, well, I was coaching, so I was coaching women before my own abortion, which was three years mm -hmm. ago. So it was 27 March of 2017. Like I said, I had three kids already. I was super pro-choice, but like I was of the camp. I will never make that choice myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like I support you in making what, kind of what you're saying, like I support you in making whatever decision you need to make for you, but it's not one I would personally make. And, right. then, and then I was like, all right, I was wrong about that. <laughs> um, my unplanned pregnancy, I've been with my husband since high school. Oh, wow. It was our first unplanned. We have three kids. There were weird spacing, all planned. We had a miscarriage planned. Like it was my first unplanned pregnancy in you know, 20 plus years of mm -hmm. sexual experience. So, um, so I was doing some coaching before my, um, before my abortion. And it took me a little while to put it all together that the coaching I was supposed to be doing was around, you know, women's health and mm -hmm. abortion mental health. Yeah. Um, I think I had to like, fully do my own healing uh and really be super clear about all of my own beliefs about abortion and my abortion and mm -hmm. um until I was like oh that's who I'm supposed to be coaching <laughs> so I do still have some life coaching clients that are not in this niche um but yeah I've been I didn't certify though until um about a year and a half ago, I certified through the Life Coach mm -hmm. School um, with Brooke Castillo. So my certification came after I'd already been doing some coaching. Um, okay. I thought, I thought for I thought in terms of abortion that I was just going to write a book, and that my book would help people, and I probably still will. Yeah. I didn't. It took a while for all the pieces to come together and be like, oh coaching and then I moved through is this group coaching is this one-on-one -on -one coaching is this like an automated program that I send people through and I still think there'll be some wiggle room about mm -hmm. how, I, how I continue but the one-on-one -on -one coaching for me is just like magic like that yeah that's where I find the deepest work to be mm -hmm. um but there's so many benefits to group coaching 
which is another reason that it's good to know someone who's doing the work around group coaching. Um, I actually just messaged a couple of my past clients and said, I'm thinking about opening some, not a program, not a group coaching program, mm -hmm. but like, some, yeah. just like once or twice a month group coaching sessions where mm -hmm. anyone can come and, and get group coaching. So I don't know how I will evolve next, but I'm super happy with one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. Yeah. One-on-one -on -one is is amazing but for me i work nine to five so yeah. having to scale yes oh i just lost uh oh i lost your voice again like i don't know i can't do this <laughs> yeah yeah your voice is out a little go ahead your oh, voice no, just, I was just saying the one-on-one -on -one working nine to five is kind of a stretch for me. Yes. Yeah. Is it still? Okay. Um, I was saying I love one-on-one, -on -one, but working nine to five, one-on-one -on -one is kind of challenging with having to scatter the dates and, you know, going totally. through the information like two or three times a week. <laughs> yeah, that's not, I, I totally agree. It makes sense. And that's the beauty of coaching is you you understand what you love and what you're good at and how you can serve people. And then you figure out how's it going to work in my schedule. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So I love that. What do you do for work? Um, I work at a bank. I um, work in the small business um, section right now, department, yep. um, okay. SBA side. I just started. So I'm excited about it. Nice. Nice. Yes. Are you full-time entrepreneur or do you have I'm a home well? with my three kids? I've always found work that allowed me to be home with my three kids. So for right now, that is, um, that is life coaching. Oh, to get up I literally just opened said, your Instagram. Do you talk about something so taboo? Can you hear it? Can you hear yes. it on my Instagram? <laughs> I opened it because I wanted to say, don't you also have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a podcast. That has been on the radar, though. Okay, so these are podcast, podcast interviews. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Those are podcast interviews. Okay, because I went, I just opened your Instagram to be like, I thought I had heard like sound bites or seen sound mm -hmm. bites. Um, so I yes. was ask you about it if that was the case. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've, I've just been doing podcast interviews and. Uh, I also host a retreat. Oh, that I that's do, like twice a year. Too. <gasps> I yes. hosted re I've hosted retreats. Um, three of them. This was the first year I didn't have the annual like March retreat mm -hmm. um, because of, and I was really glad I hadn't scheduled it because of the pandemic. Right, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> um, so I love retreats. I love hosting retreats and I can't wait to do abortion retreats or post-abortion retreats. So tell me about yes. yours. So um, it's called Woman, You Are Free. Yeah. And it's kind of a two to three day. I'm deciding now I'm using this two day, one day. But right now I am thinking about making it an entire weekend. And yeah. it's just not for women who have had abortions, but it's just okay. also for women who've experienced something traumatic in their life. Yeah. Um, and just really the concept is to help them give them tools to kind of 
as I said, become free oh. to live a life of victory, you know? And so yeah. Yeah. I love it. I held my first one in January. So, and it turned out great. So I'm excited awesome. about it. So you, you hit it right before the pandemic. <laughs> yes. Good timing. <laughs> right before. Because I'm in, I'm in Georgia. So yeah. we shut down at the end of February. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Retreats are like, it's just magic work to be in yes. a space, eating meals, waking up, like, you know, exercising together, just like we did walks and yoga and like mm -hmm. art, we did art projects in all of my retreats. Like it's just magic. I'm so excited about stepping into some. Yes. I've been looking for someone to um, incorporate breath work because I know breath work is really important. Um, and I think that would be an awesome thing to implement into the retreat as well. Um, what about your retreat? What exactly um, what is the name of your retreat and what do you guys, do you work with women post-abortion through your retreat as well, or? Okay, I think I got your question, but you did break up a little. Um, my retreats were all before the abortion work, before okay. I was coaching around abortion. Um, I was talking about abortion at my retreats from personal experience and writing my books and stuff, or my because I have a lot of book written, just not published. <laughs> um, so mine were around um, empowering women through their why. And I have this process where I help women find like a one. So I found myself continuously disappointed with this mystery magic of the why. I kept hearing, once you know your why, like, everything works everything falls into place everything's perfect and i'm like well i'm pretty sure i know my why and it's not all perfect and falling into place so there's something wrong with the system <laughs> so i established this process around finding the one word that speaks to you the one word that fuels you and inspires you and is your inner light and it's different for everybody so for most of my retreats i centered them around that concept and mm. how to find that word how to use that word how to um step into you know the life that you want with this fuel that you already have inside you yeah it's good That's stuff. nice yeah we i'm all about happy the one word process with you sometime if you want um, okay I've actually been wanting to it it's usually about 45 minutes and I've been mm -hmm. wanting to find someone to do that with as a podcast episode so that women who've had abortions can use that process because I was using it outside of abortion but it's so useful right. so yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool because I'm all about my one words. <laughs> oh my God, it's like game changing. And the way you find it is like so calculated, but inspired. And it's just like, it works seamlessly every single time. And women walk away and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> that's what I've been looking for. So that'd be fun to do that together. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to schedule it. Yeah. Did you have any other questions for me when you reached out or? 
No, I just wanted just to. Yeah, just wanted to connect. Where are you based? Where are um, you located? So you're in Georgia now, or you were? You're in Georgia now. Uh, I am in Georgia now. Yeah, so I'm at East Coast too. I'm in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, but we have a lot more weather variation up here than you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our summers are, you know, they get to as hot as yours, but then we also have, you know, below freezing snowy winter. I know. I can't do that. And I'm only 4'11", so I'm like, the inches of snow is more than me. <laughs> like. That's fabulous. <laughs> I don't do cold. I don't do cold. So if I ever host a retreat that you want to come to, it can't be in the middle of winter. <laughs> it can't be in the middle of winter. No, Amanda, no. But maybe like, I'll come to, to like Georgia summer. in the middle of winter. Yes, or we can just get together and have one in Arizona. Go to go to Arizona where it's peaceful. We got the mountains. We got Perfect. plains. We got everything uh, that's perfect retreat scenery sanctuary right there dreamy i um all of the retreats i've hosted have been local and i just rent a mm -hmm. um, i rent a house so we have the whole house and the property Me too. yeah but i do want to do some more like destination retreats that is yes. definitely in my future like yes It'll probably still look like renting a house, but somewhere <laughs> like on the water or on a lake. Of course. Yeah. Yes. In the yeah, mountains that's what, said, with a view. <laughs> yes. That has been, when I thought about that, I was like, I've been doing, I did my one local. I'm going to do some more locals, but I really, Arizona is on my list because of that. It, it just has like the serene feel parts of it. I love I'm it. just like, what perfect way and place to wake up to something so serene and do yoga and breath work and worship yeah. and things like that that's awesome all right so if yes. we do share this as a recording and anyone listening has retreat location requests you'll have to tell us <laughs> yes please tell us we're all ears <laughs> tell us <laughs> i love it yes. well, keep me up to date send me all your links because i want to know all the things i will keep like literally we just m like met whatever that means each other yesterday <laughs> so i have not right. like, i'm gonna scroll through your instagram and learn as much as i can and be able to send people your way for sure i appreciate that i'm gonna do the same um and for sure recommend any ladies that i get that i feel that i can't help but you can um to send them your way as well yeah or sometimes people just need one-on-one -on -one coaching in addition to the group you know right like both have yes. such amazing benefits and if there's anything um if you have requests from your community or yourself for my podcast like bring them on um I'm yes ma'am always happy to share um new bits of information and perspective yes we'll do good we'll do Yay. thank you so much for your nice time to meet you. nice to meet you hi thanks herdine <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I think she was episode 25, if anyone listening wants to go back and figure out who Latoya's yes. aunt is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's, She's your aunt, amazing. Right? 
I call her my auntie. She's like family oh, okay. to me. Yeah, she's like family. Perfect. <laughs> she is. So she's amazing. I love That's it. So good. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.